Welcome to Presence Practice. I'm Tim. And I'm Heather. In this podcast, we hope to give you some practical ways to experience the presence of God. And to give you some spiritual disciplines to help you grow deeper in your relationship with God. We invite you to come and learn with us as we experiment and try on different ways to connect with our Creator. We're so excited you've joined us and we hope that this will encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. All right. Well, welcome back. We're back. We are back. This is episode two. Episode two. We're talking about a rule of life, which Mm -hmm. if rule of life makes you melt a little bit because it sounds like legalistic, (laughs) just so you know, you're talking to two Enneagram sevens that we tend to rebel against rules and restrictions. and, And yet I would say that this is breathing life into our spiritual formation Mm -hmm. as we're trying to kind of craft a document that that helps us align our values, like with our, Mm -hmm. with our schedule. So uh, last podcast, we talked about this. There's uh, a link in the program notes. If you want to try this out and to sketch out like a rule of life for yourself. And so we had talked about Heather and I had tried an experiment for the first two weeks of a rule of life. And, in general, Heather, how, how did that go for you? Like what? I think it was good. I think I, my biggest takeaway, and I think you kind of said the same thing before, was that um, it's made me more aware of just how I spend my time. So it just brought this deeper awareness of like, okay, is this the best use of my time? You know, could I be doing something better? Or right. is this bringing me life? I think it's making me pay attention to like, do I have peace right now? Do I not? Why don't I? That Those kind of things. Yeah. It actually does go along with like simplicity and that idea of like we're going to talk about because it makes you really simplify like, is this something I need in my life or is it not? Right. Whereas before, it, you just, it just is. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that John Mark Comer says, which stuck with me, he said, everybody has a rule of life. It's not that you didn't have a rule of life before. The difference is you just didn't, we didn't write it down. Right. And right. So yeah. like our rule of life before might've been kind of convicting, right? Yeah. Like my rule of life is I will watch <laughs> I will four watch hours just... of TV a night. <laughs> yeah. you know, that's yes. not something you want to write down, but right. that just was. But you just do it. It's we like just... you're literally being taken away in the tide. Like just every day it is whatever it is. It's... And it's normal because it's right. just part of our culture. You know, mm-hmm. the average American... I could not believe this. Watches 35 hours of TV. Oh, yeah, you told me that. I was like, wow. A week. Like, and then I started literally doing the math in my head. I'm like, do I really do that? <laughs> like, I don't know, but that yeah, is, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. So I think for us, it's saying it's not going like from A to B, like this huge distance because that's just not realistic. It's yeah. taking these sort of small steps mm-hmm. and saying like, what can we do? Mm-hmm. And so we've been talking specifically about the practice of simplicity lately. Mm-hmm. And this is it's one of those things I've heard about it for years and was like, oh yeah, that'd be good to like get to at some yeah. point. It's like a fun movement that's happening, but Yeah. yeah. The minimalism. Minimalism. Movement. Yeah. Yes. Now Which that has a that word has a bad rap, but why does it have minimalism. a bad rap? I mean, you know, there's extremes to every single type thing like this. So you have the people that are like I have one shirt, and I ha- don't have furniture. I sit on a mat. Like you, right, know, you have, right. you do have people like that, but that's definitely not what it needs to be. Well, there, 
do you remember the famous picture of Steve Jobs where he is he's sitting in the middle of his living room like I think he's like in a zen type pose and there is no furniture around him at all it's a totally empty room no and people were thinking like oh wow look at Steve Jobs he's so simple and you know they 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 framed it as this really really good thing mm-hmm. and what you actually find out is that he was such a perfectionist mm. that he couldn't stand anything being in that room and so he just got rid of everything because wow. nothing fit perfectly so it's a good example of like it does just because you do it yeah. doesn't mean yeah there's good stuff happening right. on the inside it can also be right dysfunctional mm-hmm. as well and something it matters like what your what the purpose <clears throat> is so mm-hmm. you, you told me you've been doing mm-hmm. this for like a year, year and, and a half. half. Yeah. Like what sparked you doing it? Yeah. So this is before we ever talked about a rule of life or yeah. anything like that. Um, so I found this, um, I, I started, you know, I started seeing little snippets of minimalism like popping up, whatever, social media. I found this YouTube mom who uh, had just started her channel at that point. This was like maybe two years ago. And she was doing a series on like decluttering kids' toys. And obviously, like I was a new mom at that point, and I was completely overwhelmed with like the amount of toys, the amount of stuff that I had gotten from, you know, baby showers. Just baby stuff is just. Oh, it's everywhere. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, and I was, I noticed how stressed I was. And I'm like, this is like, this is just horrible. My house is really small, which is another thing that kind of sparked this too. I'm like, I live in such a tiny, house where I'm like I just feel like I'm never having enough space and then I'm just like I just want to move and so I was like so discontent with everything and I found this mom and like what I liked about her is that she put it she put minimalism in in like a family term Mm. instead of just like you know you see these single people like living in a van or you know like doing the crazy life where that's easy for somebody that doesn't have kids but all of a sudden you get a toddler yeah all bets are off yes yeah so she made it super super practical And, like, some of the things she talked about, um, which I can link all these videos as well, but, you know, one of the things was, like, easy meal planning, which, you know, I love cooking. We talked about that last time. That is my thing. But as far as, like, grocery shopping and planning, she, you talked about how much you hate Excel sheets. She has an Excel sheet. Oh. But this is literally what she does, and it's so simple and practical. She has every ingredient that she usually buys in the store listed in the aisle that it's in she shops at the same place every every week and then she has a list of 20 meals that she makes every week and all she does is literally highlight every week what she needs to get and what she needs to buy and it's so easy and her point is she's trying to say like when you have to make a new recipe your brain actually goes into stress mode because it's not something you're super familiar with but when you're making the same 20 things same neural pathways same neural pathways so just that's one little you only have to think about it just yeah. This is what Tuesday dinner yeah. looks like. Yep. And has it made shopping easier <clears throat> as well? Definitely. Yeah. It makes... It, you got the same store The process is very easy. No, but I know the ingredients enough now to where it's like, I've, you know, I've, I've like tailored it to make it my own, which is fine. I think that's what everybody should do. But her principle really helped me a lot. So simplicity is not actually a discipline that people think of as a spiritual practice so Mm -hmm. like why if somebody came to you and like was like heather simplicity sounds like a fad you got on a blog and it's like the cool thing to do like is it spiritual and if so like how that's a really great question i think it is spiritual because 
um, what I've learned through simplifying my stuff is that I'm keeping the stuff that I actually use on a regular basis and that I actually, um, it's, it's not just stuff that's being thrown into a corner that I'm constantly cleaning up or it's not clutter. So it's made me a better steward of my resources right. and also my time because I have less things to clean up now. So I have more time to actually live my life, do other things, be with people, be with my kid, you know. So I do think so it's So less distracted is what it less sounds like. Less distracted. You're not yep. constantly doing five yep. different things because yep. your life is now more, yep. more simple. And also clutter in your mind because, mm. she, you know, she talks, her name's Dawn. She talks about uh, this idea of when we don't, when we have stuff that we know we have to throw away and declutter and we don't, like, let's say we pick it up and we're like, oh, I know I should really get rid of this and we put it back, it's called deferred decision-making. And the deferred decision-making sits in your brain, and you're like, I know I need to get rid of that, and it's just causing oh, more man. stress and more guilt and more like... Or if it's a sentimental item that, you, that you're that you not ready to get rid of, and you're just like, I have to hold on to this because it's so sentimental. Or if it's a gift. If somebody has given you a gift, and you feel like, I need to keep this. I can't get rid of this. It's all deferred decision-making. So, so it's like you want to get rid of it, but... You can't, like, you, you feel can't. like you can't. You feel guilty. Or you feel like, what if the person comes over and they don't see it in my house? Like, then what? All right, Heather, like... what is it that I gave you? <laughs> this is where I feel like this is going. Like, I'm looking around, like, what, what did I give her that she doesn't feel like she can throw away, that she needs to throw away? <laughs> I will never say. You would no. never, exactly, exactly. Oh, no, 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 that's not. <laughs> no, okay. but so this is, this is very, um, this really hit me when she said this. So, you know, there's a, there's a hormone in your brain called cortisol that is a stress hormone that can actually cause you to gain weight. Yep. It can cause you to just have this low level of stress constantly. So when your brain and your eyes see clutter, like you have that low level of cortisol like constantly. So if you're ever wondering like, why am I always on edge? Why do I feel like I can never get ahead? Why am I like, why do I have these? Yeah, the which eventually piles up to like, okay, I'm gonna like lose it, you mm -hmm. know? Um, it's because of clutter. And that, that makes a lot of sense because now, like when you think about a row of life, if I'm constantly distracted with stuff everywhere mm -hmm. and there's this low level of stress, how can I abide with Jesus, right? right? Because I'm, and, and that goes back to like, we're trying centering prayer or silence or meditation. Yeah. These thoughts are just constantly bombarding us because right. of the clutter yep. and the mess. And it causes you to... You can never fully rest. You you can never like fully let your guard down. You you're constantly like you know aware of what's going on around you, and you have to like be on edge. And I th I, here's how I feel like we know this is true, and I know you know this feeling even better than than right. I do, which is you spend a day cleaning, simplifying, mm -hmm. throwing out. Mm -hmm. There's some there's a feeling at the end of that day yeah. that is the best word is like the Hebrew word shalom, mm -hmm. right? Where you feel mm -hmm. like truly at peace, peace because there i think we're tapping into something that we are created to do we are created right. to take chaos yeah and order order it and that's what we're doing when we when we simplify right. so i think it absolutely totally is a spiritual practice so absolutely. for you then what what would be some best practices because i know yeah. you've been doing it for a year and a half yeah what are you know telling a person like me that's newer to the process that is trying to simplify what are what are some tips uh this is simple but very hard okay and it's it's kind of a 
it's kind of something you would hear like when you're starting a diet or something like that, which don't hear it that way. But I think there's truth in, in saying like, you just have to start, you have to start somewhere. If you literally just go into a room and take a bag and say like, what can I take in just this room that I can donate or throw away or whatever? And you just start. It's amazing how like you just want to keep going and like you have so much motivation so mm. I would say just start somewhere. Yeah. It's not hard to know what you're not using currently in your house. Like, So just pick a room and just yeah. take it maybe a room at a time. Yep. Is that the mm-hmm. way to do it? Yeah. Because I can imagine it could be overwhelming if you felt like you had to do everything yes. like all at once. Absolutely. And I'll link this video as well. But she has a video talking to people who are just starting and saying, like, you have to evaluate what season of life you're currently in. Like if you're in a season and obviously we're in quarantine right now. If you're in a season where you have time and you have mental space to declutter, then like go full onto it, go hard at it and do it. If you're in a season where you are like you're working like crazy or you're taking care of loved one or again, no childcare Mm -hmm. right now where we're at, she recommends really just like taking it in small bites. So you want to approach it like let's just do one room at a time. Let's do it, you know, Mm -hmm. save some days in between, like just give yourself enough grace. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially now during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I mean. And we've talked a lot about this offline is we've got to give ourselves a lot of grace right now. And that's why even with a rule of life, all this stuff is invitational. It's not Mm -hmm. you have to do this. You have to simplify. Right. But what we know, and I think what we're starting to experience is that when we do it, it actually makes us happier and more at peace. Yeah. Because we're not as, as distracted. There's a light feeling. Like you feel light when you're done. Yeah. You look at your room and you're like, okay, like... I di- I'm just I just have what I'm using in here. It's kind of an amazing. You bring feeling. an order yep. order to it. Yeah. And what um, as you've been through it a year and a half? What's hard? What's been like challenging with simplicity? Yeah, sentimental items are by far the hardest. So to give them up, you mean to get rid of them, or you know, it's almost like you f- have this fear of like if I get rid of this thing that I'm holding on to, I'll forget the memory of it, which yeah. you won't. So, you know, there's options there. You can take a picture of it. You can save the picture on your phone and then you can throw the physical item away or you can, I think what's worked for us is I keep like one box for like, let's say for Brett, for me and Antonia, and we'll just keep special items in that box. And when it gets full, we have to start, something has to go. Like we'll have to start throwing it away. Same thing with like all of her artwork, you know, paper clutter is one of those, uh, you know, I can link again another video, but that's another one that gets out of control. So if you keep a bin and you sort of let the bin be the limit, the limitation for you, like once this bin is full, that's it. You know, I like that. Yeah. I like that. It creates a limit of what you can have and what you, yeah, what's too much. Right. Because a lot of what we think is enough is actually too much. Especially, right. I feel like Americans. Oh, yeah. We, oh, yes. our image of what is enough is messed up compared mm-hmm. to, not even like, I'm not talking about third world countries. I'm talking yeah. about to even, I'm headed to Europe in two days. And uh, a lot of the countries are richer, you know, per capita. Their homes are smaller. Mm-hmm. They have less stuff. Mm-hmm. They seem to get it in a way that Americans don't. Right. Where we just want to keep piling stuff yeah. upon stuff until... Yeah. So we have this out. lie in in America that says like more stuff equals happiness. And someone that I watched recently had said like if we actually flip that and say like actually less stuff equals happiness, it's kind of amazing 
how true that is and when you actually start experience it when you when you start decluttering yeah and like something else you can do when you're just starting if you're not sure about items you're not sure if you're going to need it you also don't want to throw something away that you're just going to have to buy like in two weeks or you know if you're not sure you can take a bin and you can throw all the stuff you're not sure about in a bin throw it in your basement throw it in your closet and put it in quarantine, literally, no pun intended yeah. with our quarantine time. But put it in quarantine and then see, like test yourself. How often do I really need that? Am I reaching for that? Did I, do I even remember that it's in there? If you mm. don't, within a couple months, you can donate it. Right. Because you're, yeah. you're right. We often think we will need it. Right. But the reality is we never, we want the option yeah. of we using it. We want the it, option. Yeah. But like the reality is yeah. we probably won't use it mm-hmm. again. And we adjust. We can adjust. We can say okay, I don't have three spatulas in my kitchen. I have one. Like, I'll just wash it. I'll wash the one that I have if I need to use it again. You know, you it's, it's amazing how you can just adapt to what you have, and it's just so much better. I think that's one of my biggest fears is in donating or throwing away. Right. Is like two months later going, yeah. oh, I yeah. needed that thing. Yeah, now. but that's you also know? deferred decision-making because that's causing you to hold on to something that you really don't actually need because you're afraid you're yeah. going to have to buy it again. So exactly. that's why that quarantine method could work if you throw it in a bin or... And I think it also yeah. depends on like our definition of what we actually need versus what we think we need. Right. We, we say we need a yeah. lot. In reality, yeah. we probably don't need nearly as much stuff right. as we as we think we need. Yes. So yes. What about what about clothes? Yeah, that's a good one. I <laughs> I love talking about clothes. So I finally, I want to say when Antonio was probably in size like two T. So what she was probably like one and a half or something like that or two at that point I finally decided to get literally get rid of all of her clothes and keep about seven outfits so maybe like seven outfits for the day and then like seven pajamas because you know we never know if like she's gonna have accidents or whatever um so for me that's been the biggest help for me like with laundry okay I have to do laundry more more often whatever i don't care it is so easy to fold her stuff put it away it takes me two seconds everything that she has in her closet there's like three things hanging in her closet and it's it feels so good and this is something again that our culture does not understand so i'll give you an example my brother Mm -hmm. has a twin uh a brother and a sister Mm -hmm. they are a year and a half old and my brother has like maybe four outfits for each one really but everyone that knows this yeah they'll they'll kind of get you know go behind his back and be like we just gotta help him out like oh my gosh yes can you i've had people ask Mm -hmm. me to bring him over from the united states like more outfits Mm -hmm. and at first i'm like oh yeah i would agree i'm Mm -hmm. like yeah this is like Mm -hmm. He's not getting it. He mm-hmm. needs to like, you know, have like much more of a wardrobe. Right. But then after like studying all this, I'm like, he probably knows something that we, that don't, we don't know. Yeah, right. Exactly. And that's that like, exactly. He, he does a lot of laundry, yeah. but you know what? There's not, his house is right. not cluttered right. at all. Exactly. Like it's very, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. So I think there's definitely, definitely something to that. So I, I did for the first time, I did this two weeks ago and just went through and cleaned out like my entire wardrobe. It okay. was so convicting. Yeah. I gave away a lot of a lot nice. of stuff. And I did that same thing where I'm like, you feel it like mm-hmm. like a, a pair of jeans and like you like this pair of jeans. Yep. Or you spent money on it and you're like, oh, oh I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I spent so yeah, much don't money. do the math on this do because not. you start like adding nope. up. But nope. you know, one of the things that made sense to me was um, and I'm really bad at this, is I will get clothes at like Target or Old Navy because it's like cheap. Mm-hmm. 
But one of the things I, one of the tips I read was one of the ways to simplify is actually getting a little bit higher quality yep. clothes, exactly. but then having fewer of them and yeah. it ends up saving you money in the long haul yeah. as opposed to a shirt that's like gets a hole in it like three months. Yeah. And that's the other thing to consider. This is super practical. If you have seven outfits and you're washing them every couple days, they're going to wear out really quick. So right. you have to be getting stuff that like high quality, stuff. that's higher quality, yeah. but also you know, keeping stuff in your closet that you know you love, that you're not going to have to question, like, do I really want to wear this? Does this look good on me? Does it fit me right? Like, if you really simplify down to what you know you're going to wear, your your decision in the morning to get yeah. dressed is so much more simple. Think about it. Like Same thing with, um, uh, like, ethical clothing. Like, clothing yes. where you're like, I don't know... Yes. Was this made in a sweatshop in China? Exactly. Is this like... So if you have fewer clothes, and yes, they are more expensive, but mm-hmm. you can go online and now there's multiple websites where you can know you can buy from these websites. They're high quality yes. clothes. Yep. We can put some of those in the program yeah, notes as well. Yeah, we can link some of those too. Yeah. Um, and we know that they're ethically yep. made. Like how nice would it be to wake up and just know, okay, it's Tuesday. Uh, this is what I wear on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. I know this was ethically made. Mm-hmm. I like the way it feels on me. Yep. Like all that, I think, is really all of that. It creates peace it right, inside, yeah. as opposed to waking up and going, "What's clean? What all? What's not? Yeah. yeah." And then like sifting through all the thousands of things in your closet to try to get to what you want. Yeah, because exactly. you know what you like. That's the thing. You know what outfits you wear on a regular basis. It's like totally. just pare it down, and then yeah, I agree. that's something I've recently been really convicted about with clothing is the ethical piece because you know. I'm not there yet completely, but I'm eventually transitioning over. I'm sure you're the same. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it takes time and it takes money and that's fine. It takes time to save for it. And, and you're right. it means usually more expensive right. clothes. Like um, even this t-shirt I'm wearing right now, like usually a t-shirt shouldn't be more than $10, mm-hmm. but when you get them ethically made, yeah. you might spend $25 on a yeah. t-shirt. But or again, more. if it's high quality, right. you know, and you know yeah. it's not, not putting, you know, yeah. a family... Yeah. In a vulnerable position. It, and if you it. only need seven of them or five or however, yeah. whatever number works for you, if you only need a few, it's much good. more doable Exactly. Yep, in exactly. the long run. So it's definitely, that that has been something that has been a big shift for our family. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, cool. That's, yeah. That's a lot very quickly. Yeah, but I that's, think a that's a That's a good, I think that's a very practical one. Yeah. Uh, the quote that stuck with me recently, I think Jan Johnson said, as our outward life becomes more simple, our inward life becomes more rich. Mm. And that, I, I cannot That's forget really that good. because, like, I, I, I feel that. Yeah. Like, as my life gets ordered around me, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, a peace and a shalom that allows me to focus on abiding with God. The right so, things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And I, I will offer, you know, myself here to say if you if anybody has questions or they want to talk to me, like I'm a complete nerd about this stuff and love it. So I, I can help you. You're just a complete nerd. I'm just a nerd. I mean, oh yeah, about this <laughs> stuff. Got it, got it. <laughs> I'm a nerd anyway. But yeah. yeah, I will say I can answer some questions if you guys need. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Hey, thank you for Thanks. joining us. We will pick up next time and go even deeper on on this topic and a couple others as well. We will. Thanks for listening. Thank you.